and there are no other Navi anywhere in the park and it's just humans who are like super stoked to be on the planet of Pandora and we're so glad that we have partnered up with the Navi people but there are no Navi anywhere and uh well yeah. keep yeah dude keep an ear out for our future podcast <laughs> avatar shit as we go into wasn't there colonialism yeah wasn't there am i having a fever dream right now didn't a kid get eaten by an alligator at the disney world park like a year or two ago wasn't that wasn't that a thing i think i remember hearing about that yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure a child literally was eaten by an alligator hold on child if anything i talked that up alligator. to uh, florida's fault and not disney's fault yeah you know it's probably it's probably a little column a, a little yeah disney gator attack a two-year-old <laughs> nebraska boy killed by an alligator at walt disney world hotel yeah dude well, yeah, that's a hotel. well, hopefully that alligator it's, wasn't employed by Disney. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh they would definitely have a lawsuit on their hands in that case. They really dodged that bullet. That's true. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that might be bad for the Disney brand, let's uh, get into this episode. Hell yeah. yeah? Hi, everyone. My name is Christian. Uh, I'm also here as the guy you know is Dan. And uh, my name's John, and I'm not really sure what I'm doing here. Well, we really nailed this. And intro. this oh, wait, is sorry. a yeah. podcast called, called uh, Cape, Cape Shit. Shit. Oh. Cape Shit. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's uh, another exciting edition of your new favorite podcast uh that's right we are recording an episode of cape shit my name is christian we got dan over here the man with the marvel plan uh the uh 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 collector and connoisseur of the largest funko pop collection in north america uh and then uh sitting to my right in spirit at all times uh your boy john uh streaming at you live from an undisclosed bunker somewhere deep within the uh uh cesspit of the state known as california yeah well yeah, let's that's... just set some things clear i i don't own a large uh, Funko Pop collection that is the biggest. Still won't North give the America. number. I'm not. Yeah, the number. Let's set some no, more stuff has clear. Has the number in his head. Still won't admit it. No. Let's set some more it's, stuff clear. Uh, he's lying. He does have it's, a giant it's, amount. It's, the number is less than the most someone owns in North America. Okay, so mm -hmm. today okay. we are talking about the Incredible Hulk, not the one from 2003. We're talking about well, the one from 2008 which is officially the second movie in the MCU uh, as part of Phase 1. Uh, this movie was... Uh, uh, it had mixed reactions from folks, that's for sure. And I think you're going to hear some mixed reactions today on this podcast. But before Christian goes down his path of absolutely just shitting on this movie let's uh throw how out could you not basic let's throw out some basic information uh this was directed by Lu Luis Leterrier I don't know I'm probably saying that wrong uh it came out June 13 2008 we had Edward Norton uh in his one and only time as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk uh and then Tim Roth as the abomination uh, and then we also, uh, I forgot, Liv Taylor was in this movie. Uh, really interesting cast for how this ended up uh, turning out, which I will say real quickly, I thought was fine. Anyways, let's keep going. Yeah, of course you uh, did. 
I know. Well, yeah, you know, the, yeah, look, the, like God I'm not damn, saying dude. it was the best, but we're going to get into it. Uh, just another few quick notes here is Hulk distribution rights are still owned by Universal at this point. And as far as I can see, they're still owned by Universal, meaning any Hulk led films after this one would be uh, uh, the distribution rights would be owned by Universal still. And it does not look like Disney has bought those rights yet. So uh, this was meant to reboot the Hulk series, and we saw that a little bit in the intro of it. Uh, there are multiple reasons across the internet as why Nor Edward Norton did not reprise his role. Uh, some of them saying he didn't like the final edit of the movie and disagreed how they were going to release it, uh, that he didn't want to be associated with only one character and wanted more diversity in his career. And then there was also a note that Kevin Feige just did not want to move forward and that the original director's choice for the role was actually Mark Ruffalo, but for whatever reason, uh, did not work out when they were casting it. Uh, there's been talks of a couple other uh, solo movies since this movie has come out, but essentially at this point, Hulk is a supporting character through the MCU. So this brings us uh, to this uh, movie, yeah, the... and I'm curious, as we start, some basic thoughts from you guys on uh, what you thought. The first thing I want to say is that... Um something about the opening montage to this movie kind of zapped something deep within my brain and shocked me to my core. I think that I blacked out for most of this movie because of the opening montage. So if I'm like really quiet, it's because of that. Yeah. I, th I think, uh, first impressions, uh, this movie is very bad, like objectively pretty awful. And I know it's kind of like we're doing a podcast we're gonna like talk about movies and i'm gonna say you know uh i'm already kind of coming from the position of not really enjoying this kind of media so maybe it's like a little on brand or whatever for me to say that but if you're listening to this i implore you to just like take a step out of the fantasy world where uh, uh, I don't like this stuff and uh, just objectively uh, listen to me when I say, in no world is this a good movie. Like, you could show this movie to anyone at any point in human history. You could go back, uh, uh, show this to a group of Neanderthals, or you could go 10,000 years into the future and show it to the group of cockroaches that have now evolved to be the sentient species living on the planet, and they would also agree with me. Uh, this is really, really just a... Uh, uh, yeah. I feel like if there's one thing I can give this movie, it's that it really uh, shows me how much I've grown as a person uh, throughout my uh, uh, life because I didn't at any point stand up and turn it off, uh, nor did I throw shit at my TV. I sort of sat there calm and collected and just took it all in. You had a little bit more uh, self-control. You have a little yeah. bit more control over your body and your... Uh you know, your natural instincts, something that you might have in common with Bruce Banner in the movie. Whoa, something I might have in common with Bruce Banner. Yeah, the intro is uh, it's it's <laughs> it's it's literally a B movie. The intro is like a B horror, like 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 the like it like it starts with like a mini student film that's like, you know, trying to show that like oh, Bruce Banner was doing these 
experiments and then they went horribly wrong but like instead of like having to like go and rehash the whole backstory we get this like weird ethereal first person view of him like turning into the hulk and we get this like fun uh reoccurring thing where there are these horrible cgi hulk hands on either side of the screen and it's just clips of people yelling and these like very very obviously animated hands kind of flailing around uh which uh you know kind of set the tone for how i felt about the rest of the movie because it was also bad well uh okay i'll throw on the other side here is a lot of people say that they are tired of seeing origin stories now while this is not defined as a sequel to the 2003 hulk movie i did like actually the intro where they kind of just very quickly said here's what happened here's how he became hulk in about a what three minute time span uh and then went on with it right they didn't have to do a 20 30 minute intro to the movie uh uh and outlining why Bruce Banner is who he is. Yeah, but they didn't have to do but yeah, but 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 they also didn't have to do that thing coming in. It's like yeah, they didn't have to do that. Like the movie would have been the exact same movie without that because they still go into it and it's like it's still later they're still like Oh yeah, because he because I because they took part in these experiments, something went horribly wrong. You know, it's like they still cover sure. all that shit. But also, and I would have preferred I would have preferred some sort of context to what was going. All we knew about the character was that he was in an experiment, it went wrong, and now he's on the run. And it's not like that changes much throughout the story. He still is on the run from the beginning to the end, and. If we like if we take a look at the first 30 minutes of the movie, not much happens. You could have used that to set up the context for his character and why he turned into the Hulk, but you didn't. You just like gave it to us like right at the middle in 2 minutes and I was just like I don't know who this character is, man. Well, again, they had to balance the fact that they were either going to tell an origin story or they weren't. And again, I think they could have not put anything in the credits, sure, in the opening credits, but I think it was interesting that they put that kind of intro story in there, which was, here he is on the table doing the thing, turns into the Hulk, uh, kills a bunch of people, you see the relationship that he forms between General Ross and his daughter, right, and you see why they kind of are going to clash in the first 30 minutes of the movie because of it, you know. That's my thought. Okay, on, on, honest, honest question for you. On, like, 100%, 100% honest. Like, like this is like, I, I want to peer into your soul for a moment, Dan. Um, okay, so conceptually, that intro, sure. Maybe you thought it was like a fun idea that, you know, they like, haha, they got it out of the way like this instead of having to have a bunch of exposition in the movie. And I can live with that. I can, I can live in the world where you like that, even though I respectfully disagree. Do you think it was executed well? No, here the, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that that's the best option. I don't mind an origin story. Right, so you don't think it's the best option? I don't mind an origin story is my point. But people no, no, are... No, 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 no,
Not what I'm asking. I, I get that, but I'm saying specifically the intro scene, right? Uh -huh. I'm not saying, like, the intro scene as a concept of an intro scene. I'm saying, like, the actual, like, intro thing as they did it in the movie, how it was presented specifically in the context of the movie. Do you think that they handled it well within the confines of the movie? I think that it was fine, meaning they could have either left it or gotten rid of it, and it wouldn't have impacted my experience either way. Okay, so how is it fine then? It's if they fine, could just meaning, drop it and it wouldn't have impacted your experience, why I, well, is it Well, it there? wouldn't have impacted my experience because I already know what happens with Hulk, and I saw the 2003 movie, but there are people who haven't, who are going in fresh, who I think if they just started off with him days since incident, blah, blah, blah. No reference to why his uh, relationship with General Ross is bad. No relationship to uh, the daughter, right? No kind of setup in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that would have just been stuff they would have had to tell in this movie, extending it longer than the two hours it already was. No way, dude. Like, are you, like, I mean, are people, like, inbred and drooling all over themselves? You know, I mean, it's like, it's like, you get the context of the movie based at, like, if, when General Ross shows up and he's just like, we need to get Banner, like, no one's gonna be like, well, well but, I, but I didn't see what, oh, it's, you know, okay, so you, you would have gotten it. <laughs> I think what we've established is that it's really hard to defend this movie <laughs> i think so too thank you <laughs> again i think overall there has to be the worst movies in the mcu eventually right there's got to be ones that people call out as not great and i will concede the fact that this one and thor dark world tend to be the ones that are referred to as some of the worst in the mcu now obviously people will have tons of thoughts and opinions on that that's just me doing my own research seeing what people generally don't like my point is is if i look at this movie as a whole i would probably give it like a five out of ten maybe a six because it it's okay it's fine it gets through the story but i did like a few things about it as we go into this movie now and we start talking about it uh yeah so you know one of the things I want to ask you about that statement yes. uh, before we get into, you know, the next part of the movie is because I, I have to ask, what's your what's your ruling on how you rate things? Is five like the median or it is like 70 percent a C, seven out of 10, the median? Five is like it's OK, meaning that's like the that's like the. It's going to get bad when it hits 4, 3, and 2. I don't know that anything in the MCU, but I haven't rewatched Thor Dark World in a very long time, so I'm interested to see what that one ends There's up no being. way it's worse. That's There's really no, interesting. There is no way that. there is a movie in the entirety of the MCU that's <laughs> worse see, than the, this the, piece of shit. The dude. thing is, is oh, this you... movie I don't think is a piece of shit. Could it have been way better, and could there have been uh, a lot of things cleaned up, and there are things in here in my notes, by the way, that I put in that I'm like, okay, that was unnecessary. This was unnecessary. There's probably 15 minutes of just dialogue or actions taken in this movie that could have been cut that would have made the whole thing flow better, in my opinion. And I'll call Such out some of those intro? things. Uh, well, the intro is you take it or leave it. Like, either you just put in fancy graphics, the whole five-minute intro, or you put something in the better. background. I don't think necessarily it'd be better. Okay, so <laughs> so my first my first huge gripe, I say a huge uh, pretty sarcastically because it's a pretty small nitpick. But so we see him kind of 
days days from last incident like 100 something 150 days or whatever and he's kind of learned to control his body so that he doesn't hulk out all the time right he's learning like meditation methods and stuff and he's working at some bottle factory in brazil for me the one thing i don't know why my brain latched onto this but i refuse to believe that like the world's hottest woman works at this factory in brazil pulled a huge megan fox and just like yo i wrote that down in my notes too like for like for (laughs) like they showed this like they have this weird scene where they're like hyper focused on this like random super hot girl who obviously has had work done uh that's like working in a bottling factory in like a favela in brazil and then you're like, oh, that's going to be important later because they're like, they're they're spending a lot of time emphasizing this person, and then it's just uh-huh. nothing. It's like it's like this like this random hot girl that like serves as like a device for him to turn into the Hulk later. But then like that's 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 just it. That was so weird. Cause like it's like it's like it's dirty, and he's he he's stuck in a bottling facility with the rest of the scum and the underclass, and this one supermodel who also works there. Uh, see, <laughs> I don't I I don't get attached to that moment. I that just doesn't. When no, I watch I that, don't. I don't go. Yeah. Oh, I know because you like this movie, no, so I, you can't pay attention to these <laughs> kinds of things. I didn't say that I liked it. I said it was fine. Right. I I okay. just I don't know. That didn't that didn't really necessarily bo- bother me. I thought that there were a lot of things that were uh not left to the imagination in any way. And so uh for example, the blood, right? He gets cut, the blood goes down, they stop the the line and then he misses the bottle that has the the blood on it and then they package it and it says Brazil right. to USA in very <gasps> clear picture right uh you know look it's like all right we get that it's gonna go to the u.s and then somebody's gonna drink it uh i thought it was an interesting choice to make stan lee the person who was going to drink the bottle uh that causes them to find out where bruce is uh <laughs> yeah they made us relive stan lee's death what the hell oh <laughs> shit. okay yeah didn't really think of that uh yeah would have been terrible timing if he died like right after that movie had come out uh, oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have uh, been great. Uh, there, you know, look, I uh, there was a line where when he was talking to uh, those guys, he was trying to say, "Don't make me angry." In uh, uh, what is it, Portuguese? I think they were making <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, "Don't make me hungry." <laughs> <laughs> that part, yeah, that part, Dan, yeah. Again, yeah. was it necessary? No, not no. really. But was it fine? Sure. I I don't know. Was it fine? Like, did it ruin my experience watching the movie? No, I don't think it did. It's just like it. It's, it's just like how many references do they need? Like steeped into this thing as like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, haha, Hulk stuff to the odd. You know, it's like, it's like. I feel like there's so much stuff thrown in, and I'll get to some more of this later, where it's kind of like, it, it, it's this kind of pandery, like, it's 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 the Hulk, he's about to say the line, but they, oh, but he, but he got it, but he got it wrong, because there's a language barrier, but just you wait, because he'll say it later, you know? Well, look, so they, they end up finding him, they tranked a dog, which I thought was an interesting choice, uh, not... 
not something you see super often in uh in that's Marvel how you movies. know uh, that's how you know that that's the villain right yeah. is they either kill or they trank the dog yeah that's a, that i i yo i wrote that down too that's crazy yo you and me john <laughs> remind melded yeah it's like of course yeah. because like because like the cheapest plot device that you can do if you're trying to like you know get the audience to root against like a villain that you've given no context for like it's like if you don't want to develop a character or you don't want to make something like interesting it's like the uh, the villain needs to hurt a dog or a child it's like if you have a guy that hurts a kid well that's well you know that that's not a good guy and if it hurts a dog oh bo- also not a good guy so these dudes show up and you have absolutely no context for who they are other than the fact that they've been like uh sent uh, by a division of the United States government to hunt down uh, uh, your boy Bruce Banner. And then it starts with them neutralizing the threat. And that threat is a dog. And then the, and, and then you as the audience member get to say, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think these are good guys, you know? And then it, it's, it's cohesive. Well, to be fair, we do, we do have context as to why they're there. Because we saw it in the opening credits with General Ross and that he's the one who mm. tells them to go to mm. Bruce Banner and find him, bring him back alive. So we do have context. Thanks, intro credits. You've really helped us out here. All right. So let's... Well, what do you guys think about the first Hulk out scene? Because that is the first scene where I was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. I agree with Dan on this one. Well, this is fine. Here's what I really liked about this is that we didn't have to wait until three-fourths of the movie in to see Hulk, Right. What I liked is they didn't skimp out on Hulk scenes in this movie. I feel like we got a lot of them. There was a lot of CGI, a lot of fighting. I really like that because the Hulk is a tough character to CGI. And we see that later mm-hmm. on in the in the cave scene, which we'll talk about when we get there. But uh, I liked that. I thought it was a great reveal of Hulk. They kind of like did the, the outlines and the smoke and all of that. And then finally end up showing him there at the end. But I like that we didn't, you know, that it wasn't three-fourths of the movie until we saw hulk in in full form so you know it's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like bruce banner's superpower in this movie is like you would you wouldn't like me when my heart rate hits exactly 200 (laughs) you know so he like so he so he so he turns into the hulk and then it's like it's like like a stealth kill sequence i thought i i thought it was awful it's like you know this big hulking lumbering creature and they kind of get to it like later about like the raw power or whatever but the first hulk out scene is like he's like he's like he's like doing stealth kills on dudes through mist and shit which is like antithetical to the actual character like i mean and then it's by not the like time he's running through the rafters and and pulling people up like spider-man like He's just in a yeah, darkly yeah, lit area. Right. He's running through the mist and pulling people through like Spider-Man. It's like people are like standing there and then they're like, Whoa! and you know, like flying backwards. And then everyone's like, oh, 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 what's that? Oh, oh, you know, and then it what? like and then you end up with just like the one <laughs> dude. And also, by the way, in that first uh, Hulk out sequence, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But they have this one goofy walking animation for Hulk that they use like three times during that sequence where it's like it's like 
out of the corner of people's eyes. They're like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? And they keep, like, cutting to this, like, one walking animation of Hulk, like, kind of going towards the camera until he's off screen. And they reuse it a bunch of times, and I just noticed it because it was it was it was it was really mm. funny. It's like the same walking animation for Hulk coming off the screen in three different scenes. So something I'm going to point out about that is that it's probably due to a lot of budget constraints on the CG team because it's just easier to reuse animations like that. But on the other hand, for the Hulk out scene, I thought it was fine because like the for. Me personally, the only way to do uh, like the original Hulk sequences, I guess, is to make him seem like a monster. And the way you do that, at least for like the story, story wise at the beginning of a movie is to like build him up in shadow and show him that show that he's like dangerous. And then we do like Dan said, we get to like how powerful is he? He like chucks a forklift at someone. Yeah. Yeah, and also he's, like, not stealthily moving. He's lumbering through, and he's also, like, pushing that giant tank down that, you know, aisle way and taking people out that way. So, I don't know. Again, I, I like the first reveal of it, and I like that across the movie, you know, we saw a lot of the Hulk in this, which was uh nice. They could have, again, based on budget restraints, kind of limited the number of scenes where he was in full Hulk, Hulk mode and focused on Bruce Banner's story. Uh, but I think it was a good balance between the two. And I thought this was oh, a yeah, fine dude. intro. That, that action scene from him running away to him becoming the Hulk and then killing everybody was like five minutes too long. You think it was that was my thing. Too much Hulk. I think it was way too long. I mean, no, it was too much Bruce Banner. Oh, like if oh, you're going to show, it, it was like five minutes of chasing Bruce Banner and then like five minutes of Hulk. And I was like, oh, we're already 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, can, I can see the the parkour across the rooftops and stuff. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, Yo, parkour sick, though. <laughs> parkour is shout sick. Outs. Yeah, shout outs to everyone who does parkour. Yeah, dude. And I so kind of moving along from that scene, I think that one thing, too, that kind of goes into this like general sense of this movie that I didn't like is that like right after that scene, you know, you kind of have him waking up again, you know, and he's in uh, Nicaragua. He's in this Guatemala. Time? Guatemala. 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 Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then it, it like there's been this reoccurring thing at the bottom of the screen where it's like days without incident. And then it's like one, you know, and I and and it's kind of this like ha 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 like, you know, sort of moment, but like I kind of felt like a lot of their editing and perhaps writing decisions on that stuff were like a little bit too on the nose and you know with the days without incident one thing like it sort of felt like it was kind of supposed to be this like humorous moment a little bit you know as he like kind of wakes up and it's like you know it's it's a little it's a little it's a little nod to the fact that they've been showing that throughout the rest of the movie and i just didn't really like it i don't I, know i didn't read it that way at all the way that i read it was that it says day without incident one to show that there's been a time passage and now he's in guatemala right that, sure. that and also was, you know because essentially, as he kind of refers to it, and this changes as we learn more about Hulk in future movies, but he gets little snippets of moments of when he is Hulk in his memories to try to kind of remember what had happened while he was Hulk. But I got that as the idea of, like, as that battle finished, Hulk ran off and ended up in Guatemala, and now it's been one day, and the travel has happened between Brazil to Guatemala. 
I can accept that. You know what? That point, I'll accept that. Thank you. This is. I think we've succeeded. I think we can go ahead and call it a podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it. good show, guys. Yeah. Uh, so right. now that he uh, wakes up in Guatemala, uh, he ends up keeping on the run, and then uh, shows him now sleeping on a street in Mexico, uh, getting some PTSD flashbacks of time as the Hulk. Again, I kind of mentioned this, but in the future, this isn't really kind of how it works. Meaning, when he's Hulk, he has a separate kind of experience and when he's back to Bruce there's no real acknowledgement of what happened as the time he's Hulk so it's kind of interesting to see this uh PTSD version of Bruce Banner that like consistently is experiencing flashbacks of gunshots and machine guns and helicopters and all this other stuff uh I thought that was a uh, uh, an interesting take for it but I'm I'm glad that they didn't keep that theme moving forward. I liked that when he's there, he goes to a clothing vendor um, and it, because he, 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 he needs to buy some new clothes and uh, uh, he's, tr- he's trying to buy pants. It's sort of this like thing in this movie where they like acknowledge that like his pants, he, we- he wears stretchy pants, presumably so his dick doesn't come out when he becomes the Hulk because that's important. Cause like, you know, it's like, uh, it's a monstrosity, but like, oh man, if you saw a penis, that would be weird. Uh, and I agree that would be weird. So, you know, shout out, shout outs to him for the stretchy pants, but he like goes up to like a clothing vendor and uh, is like, hey, I need to buy some stretchy pants. And there's an obese woman standing next to him, and they hand him <laughs> the pants, and he holds the pants up to the obese woman and stretches them, but they don't stretch <laughs> enough to like cover the obese woman next to him. So he hands the pants back and demands stretchier pants. That way, I thought I was like, that's funny that someone wrote that, and that ended up in the movie. Remember when I said that? <laughs> Uh, I blacked out for a lot of this movie. Yeah. I swear I don't remember that scene. Oh, it happens, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, as soon as act two of this movie started, to me, nothing really happened until he hulked out again. Like, it was just the passing of 20 minutes in my head, and then I was cognizant again. Oh, no, dude. Well, if... Okay, so if you blacked out, you missed one of my favorite parts of the entire movie, which is the part uh-huh. where immediately after this, he's just it, he's just in Virginia, which I thought was hilarious because it's like, how the hell did this dude like end up making it all the way to Virginia? It just kind of like skips over that. And I thought that that could have at least maybe been sort of interesting, you know, like uh, talking about exposition in the movie. It's kind of weird, the things that they go into detail with. And then all of a sudden he's just like, hey, I'm on a I'm on a college campus now. I was in Mexico. Now I'm in Virginia on a college campus. And it's like, well, you're like you're like this, like wanted man with like, you know, paramilitary forces chasing you. How the fuck did you just end up making it all the way? to virginia like you know it's like people are sending like tanks and gunships after this guy and he just like anonymously boards an airplane and then lands in virginia and then makes it all the way back to the place where he like made the gamma radiation stuff in the first place and no one catches him in the process um but but for furthermore my favorite part of the movie actually occurs after he makes it back to virginia which is the part where 
he's trying to get into his old laboratory, and he needs to get in there because he's been talking to this man named Mr. Blue. He's Mr. Green, by the way. If you didn't know, he's the Hulk. So he's Mr. He's Mr. Yeah. Green. He's the Hulk because he's Mr. Green. Uh, well, well, that's I get not it why, by the way. It's not because he's Hulk. It's because it's gamma radiation that they're talking about, which is green. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Because and then and then the but gamma that, radiation. But that's what makes him green. Yeah. But but that but that's what makes him green. And then the gamma radiation on his cells is also green, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. There's like a scene where he's like, like using a microscope to look at his own blood, and it's covered in all this green shit. Like I just I fucking hated this movie, dude. Um. But uh. <laughs> a- anyway. Well, like, you skipped no, over but, the Lou Ferrigno cameo. I mean, come on, you can't pass over Lou Ferrigno as a security right, right. guard. Right, right. I mean, he was no, 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 no. I was, I was about to get there. I was yeah, about to oh, get there. Sorry, that's what. Okay. That, that's oh, okay. what I'm saying was my favorite part of this entire movie. Uh-huh. Um, is that he needs to get up into his laboratory because the man, Mister Blue, that he was talking to, um, is uh, uh, is like you have to, you have to give me the data from your gamma radiation research, and then perhaps I can provide an antidote for you. And in order to do that, he needs to go back to his old lab, which is why he's in Virginia in the first place. Um, and again, totally skipped. He's just in Virginia now, and it's like, what? But, um, like, so in order to accomplish this, he disguises himself as a pizza boy and walks into this building in his pizza boy disguise, uh, presumably this laboratory with a lot of sensitive information inside of it, uh, you know, considering that, uh, uh, the entirety of the gamma radiation experiments occurred within this building, right? Like, this is where he's trying to get the data from. So, you know, you think that they'd have some security measures, and you'd be right. Because there's a guy, there's a single security guard sitting in front of the building, and he's like... Hey, I'm hey, I'm here to deliver a pizza. And the security guard is like, I don't know, I can't let you up. Uh to which he responds, Well, I have this extra medium pizza if you want it. And the security guard is like, ah, I can't say no to you. And then he just gives him a pizza and walks up into the laboratory. Well, okay, but to be fair. The idea there is not that they're still conducting those same experiments in that No, area. the idea is that the data is being held there, right? Well, not that the data is being held there, but that that lab is a place that he could reliably go to access a terminal to access the data. It's not that the data is stored in that room, right? He's not, you know, opening up a filing cabinet and getting it. But that is the most reliable, safest location that he could go based on the fact that they've cleared out all the experiments from that room, but at least he could access a terminal there where he could pull up the data if he needs to with the right username and login. Okay, fair. I'll cede that to you because I'm not in any mood to argue about that finer detail. What I need to know (laughs) is what did you think about the pizza boy? I have no opinion. (laughs) Oh, you have no opinion. Of the pizza boy scene, yeah. I, scene where well, he here's, gives here's, for him that's a five out of ten opinion. Here's here's the yeah. way that, here's the way I view that is this was not a high security area clearly because they only had Lou Ferrigno guarding it. This wasn't the most sensitive area in this campus clearly because they moved out all of the experiments in that area. 
And so it's not like he was protecting the nation's secrets. So for him to allow this pizza delivery person who needed to deliver this pizza or else it would be his job and happened to have an extra pizza to give to him, whatever. That was a, again, yeah, to your point, a five out of 10. Like, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't impact me in any negative way, but nor any positive way. Okay. Then what the... Then what about this? Said the spider to the fly. You fall it into my next Yu-Gi-Oh trap card. What about the scene where then he goes upstairs and is actively rooting through the computer and he looks up and there's another guy in the room with him, presumably a researcher at a computer who looks up at him and then kind of holds up a piece of pizza and like gives him a wink, kind of implying that he also bribed this guy with pizza. So this guy knows that now there is a pizza boy on these secure terminals doing God knows what, but he doesn't really mind uh, because Bruce Banner bought an of pizza to just pay off every single person in this building apparently okay i will say that that was not great <laughs> okay thank you, uh, okay, there you go. Go. that's all i wanted that was not great uh <laughs> i did love the norton 360 advertisement as he logged in to uh, uh one of the computers by the way i thought that was really great um and oh, i oh, didn't catch that is it like a pop-up oh yeah it's straight up like norton 360 and it's running i <laughs> yeah, just yeah. i thought that was hilarious um, <laughs> it's really funny i didn't notice you know one thing that uh i forgot about and clearly this movie forgets about very quickly is that uh phil dumphy is in this movie uh from modern yeah. family uh yeah, and he he's the boyfriend i had zero memory of him being in this zero movie at all and so that was an interesting surprise uh, but man, did she forget about that guy very quickly, Dude. and so did the movie. Yeah. Yo, I have that in my notes, too, where it's like, I mean, man, you want to talk about the most cucked guy in cinema? <laughs> it's like, it's it's that dude. dude like, yeah. I had, I had, <laughs> I had a note very similar, and I titled it The Incredible Cuck. Oh, yeah, see, there you go, dude. <laughs> Yeah, because it's this thing where it's like it's like you know it's like she she she's she's moved on bruce she's very happy now and you get all these like scenes of like her like uh you know the 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 live taylor love interest like with her new boyfriend who's not bruce anymore and they're obviously like having a good time and they're going out and doing stuff and all like lovey-dovey and whatever and then like the minute that like bruce is back on the scene you get like one more scene of him and yeah. then it's just kind of done and then she's just trying to fuck bruce banner and it's like at least like a courtesy phone call, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it just you you just kind of completely forget that this guy exists. Yeah, I mean and the poor guy even like defends her afterwards and is just like fine with it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. He does. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, as they are now back on the run and they're trying to uh, uh, get the data, uh, you know, to the right places, and they're trying to meet up with this uh, Mister Blue. Uh, there is a little moment here that I laughed at and said, I hope that Christian wrote something about this down because I even cringed at this moment. It's uh, when they both walk out of the house for the first time on their next uh, part of their adventure. And she goes, is everything OK? And he goes, I think so. And then it just moves to the next part of the scene. I mean, <laughs> it's literally them Dude. outside, new <laughs> that... scene, fresh scene. It's those two yeah. lines. And then it goes 
to the school and they're like off on their adventure. Yeah, dude. So like, so in that chunk, I wrote enough that we could fill like an hour and a half long podcast with just what I didn't like from that little five minute like yeah. window there, um, which I won't, you know, whatever. But uh, I will say that was awkward. I think one of my favorite awkward scenes from that time is when she sees Bruce in the restaurant. Like, Bruce is staying in this restaurant. His old love interest slash lab partner is also inside this restaurant. They lock eyes for a moment, uh, and it's when she is, uh, you know, now made aware that, like, Bruce is back on the scene. And he's like, oh, and he runs away and she runs outside because she knows that she's seen Bruce and she's standing out in back of the restaurant. And she's like, Bruce, like whispers it into the chilly night. And then the camera kind of pans back and he's just hiding behind a dumpster, like curled into a ball, just like. <laughs> uh, uh. And it's funny because he just like finds her in the next scene. Like that scene didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. He's like hiding away from her. And then the literal next scene is like them being reunited again. So it's like whatever. And then like during that whole segment, I think maybe my favorite like awkward scene from that is when they're actually going up to the house for the first time. Um, and uh, 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 like Liv Taylor pulls into the garage and then you have this scene of like Bruce Banner slowly coming up from the passenger seat of the car. Like he's been laying down in the back of the car the entire time. And then he like hits the seat button and he like slowly kind of like comes up into focus. And I just, it just, it just made me laugh. I just thought that that was really funny. And then, um, so then they're <laughs> back at the university uh, and we get another, uh, frankly, five out of ten uh, exciting action moment. Well, uh, all right, yeah. I don't feel like it was a five out of ten action moment, but I'm not no, surprised. Oh, that oh, I agree. Agree. oh, oh, what, oh, what would you give it? Uh, for the whole, uh, for the movie, I think it's probably one of the best action sequences in the whole thing. I would put it on par with the final the, scene with Abomination. Uh, okay, you lost me. Okay. I was wow. going to say I give this one like a six or like six and a half maybe out of ten in terms of the standards of this movie in particular. I mean, well, no, let me let me retract that in the standards of this movie in particular. This is probably like a nine out of ten. OK, sure. Um, there's a lot of smashy, smashy, boom, boom, explosion shit. Yep. And to be completely fair to the people who like animated and lit and textured everything this was made in 2008 and sure it wasn't the best cg effects for 2008 but it was okay like you kind of get what's going on the hulk and all his striated muscles are very like clear i guess but yeah i mean i i, I, I like the original the the reveal as he turns into the hulk with the smoke bombs and stuff i thought that was a cool moment um, and then as he goes and he rips apart kind of the tank and the other vehicles and uses that as shields and weapons. Uh, but it was cool also to see, uh, uh, Tim Roth's character, Blonsky, uh, in his first, uh, super powered encounter. Something right. I want to say about that scene too, it just before we brush totally past it, cause it happens sort of right before the transformation. Uh, and it is important enough that I'm willing to go back just so I can touch on it really quick. One of my favorite lines in the entire movie is actually uttered at this moment. 
because uh, they sort of they're they're try like <clears throat> it's like the paramilitary group is caught up to Bruce Banner. They're trying to turn him into the Hulk, or uh, well, they're trying to capture him before he can turn into the Hulk. But then he turns into the Hulk, and they kind of expected that it was going to happen. And uh, you know, everybody's like screaming, and like uh, you know, Liv is like, ah, "Stop! You're 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 gonna kill him or whatever." And then the general uh, utters a line that I thought was really funny where, uh, you know, they're just like, but, but general, if you keep going, you know what's going to happen. And he kind of like looks at Liv Taylor and he's like, now she'll see what he really is. And it's like, <laughs> but like the intro scene already had like, yeah, she, like <laughs> she knew <laughs> she, she, she already knows. There's been like so much dialogue about the fact that he's like the Hulk already and like the experiments that they did. And it's like, and didn't she get injured from the experiments from and him, him hulking yeah, out? Like, yeah. like at, I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to go on the defensive <laughs> again. Uh, uh -huh. the way that I viewed it is because we had that intro scene, thank goodness, by the way, the intro and the credits. Oh, yeah, thank uh, God. What right, we noticed God, yeah. is that she is passed out and hit in the lab, meaning I don't think she ever got face to face with what he became. No, she in screams. That there's like no, there's a there's a there's a scene in the we can go back you and me, once this is done, we can go back, rewatch that intro sequence. I will bet you ten thousand dollars right now. There is a scene where he's like, uh, uh, and the whole thing is that she's kind of like cowering and then she starts to scream while staring at him in the intro sequence, obviously disturbed by the fact that he's just turned into the Hulk and then he Hulk smashes her and then she's knocked out. But there's this whole thing like right at the front where she sees him turn and it freaks her out. So she knows and they've talked about it already. Like, you know, and even if we were to concede the point to you that this was covered that well like this makes sense in the context of the intro that we were given which maybe, i'm not doing which we're not gonna do but if we were to wouldn't we maybe suggest that that means that giving us a, a better intro and a longer maybe more thorough intro to what happened at that lab would have been a good idea for the movie well that's the common question is do people want to see more fleshed out origin stories and a lot of people don't want to see that so uh you know it's a balance uh but i think that when he refers to monster it's not just seeing him as green it's going to be seeing him destroying tanks and buildings and people and everything else that even if she saw him as hulk previously she didn't see him being a monster like out of the actions that he's taken right other than the fact that he yeah. punched her in the head and knocked her unconscious yeah she, she well, just saw him no turn into a monster and then <laughs> hit her and, and then, then she was attack her yeah yeah okay well yeah, she doesn't know the full extent yet <laughs> uh sure yeah there have been no repeated no repeated actions okay on his part <laughs> well, so she doesn't really know that this could be like you know a, a consistent oh, <laughs> consistent habit right all right so two things out of the end of this fight sequence here uh one uh him kicking blonsky and him just ragdolling into that tree that was right. uh i think that was pretty cool i think that made uh, the entire movie i think that that bumped up the movie by like two points was just that one kick that kick was and pretty dope the problem for me is again this is where i'm gonna say something bad don't worry uh 
how the hell did it just start raining and become nighttime in half Dude, a second? Dude, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's like it's like moody. It starts raining. It becomes like nighttime out of absolutely nowhere. And before that even happens, like this is like a minor nitpick that I have with things like this. Check it out. It's Christian's minor nitpick hour. As wow. a, but like <laughs> I'm consistently taken out of things like this because it's like just hit them with everything. Like that. Like they, like they do the classic. Like they're like, okay, guys on the ground with guns, fire, and then it's like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, uh, we got like cars with guns on them. Now, now send those in. Oh no, that didn't work. Okay, hit them with the sound gun. Uh oh, that didn't work. Okay, bring in the gunship. You know, and it's like it's like just like just. Just do all of that. Just, just, just do the entire. It, it's the Hulk, dude. Like you, you know, just send all your shit at him. Again, to be fair, someone moved early, and they acknowledged that that someone made a move early, which made them catch on, which made them not fully ready in that moment to take them yeah. on. Yeah, right. That's so. a big. That's a big point with uh, what's his name? What's his what's his title? Ross? Yeah, General. What's his title? General Ross. Okay, so General Ross has a very loose grip on his troops. Like there are always things that are happening where his troops are doing things that he hasn't commanded them to do, or they're doing things that he commanded them to stop doing. Where like there's that one part where the copters are shooting at the Hulk and his daughter at the same time. And he's like, no, stop doing that. My daughter's there. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, fuck so, you, dude. Yeah. We don't We're respect the shooting. chain of command. Who cares? Yeah. And also there's, there's a part in the last scene where like, there are a bunch of, there's like a helicopter after the fact. I don't know. They're, I don't know. He, he doesn't have like a, a strong chain of authority there. I think an important thing to take away from this, too, just for context for other things that we're going to say, like past this uh, scene, is that an important an important plot point does happen here. Like probably, well, two like two of the two of the two of the kind of movie catalyst things. Number one, the Hulk somewhere within his hulked out mind still sees fit to protect Liv Taylor while he's all hulked out, um, you know, because uh, this, like, funny thing happens where they're, like, holding back uh, uh, Elizabeth, the doctor, uh, Liv Taylor, uh, the entire time, which I thought was funny. They keep, like, cutting back to scenes of them holding her back, and she's like, nah, and it's like, what's she, like, what's she gonna do? Like, run to, it's like, it's, it, but wh whatever, nitpick. Uh, but, like, eventually she ends up in the middle of the action, and uh, she's gonna get blown up, and then the Hulk is like, no, you know what, I'm gonna protect you and then you know they kick uh your boy roth into the tree which is also important but i take the opposite side to that where i say i felt like that was just unnecessary like that it was like it was the it was the it was the captain america flying towards the moon moment where i'm just kind of like this is just like convenient like i like i didn't i didn't really see any real character motivation for him to get kicked into a tree other than that so they could show later that the hulk shit is coursing through his veins and healing him which is a version uh, of the super serum by the way which is what makes captain america's yeah. powers so that all does well, kind yeah. of link up i thought that the point of him standing up to hulk in the way that he did was that he was just like very cocky and very belligerent yeah and he always wants to fight so and then that ended up you know 
biting him in the ass. But the point of conflict for me in that moment, I mean, throughout the entire movie is that we don't really see a motivation for Bruce Banner or the Hulk aside from I need to run away. Like that's the entire movie. So when we get to the, like the, the, the last fight scene, there's nothing, there's nothing like propelling the character really other than I need to get away from all of this. And it's just been the same character the entire time. Well, let's, let's get through. So we've passed through the, the kick and now we are uh, in the cave. He's taken Betty away from that fight uh, and brought her Wait, to Wait, was this... her name Betty? Yeah, it's Betty Ross. It was Ross. Elizabeth, right? No, oh. it's Betty Ross. Dr. Elizabeth. Well, Betty. Betty is shortened. But Betty for Elizabeth, yeah, for sure. Dude, I swear, I really did black out for this movie. Okay, well, uh, the CGI here was very rough. Uh, the water, the water version of Hulk here being rained on. This was, this was pretty rough. Yeah. I also will uh, point out a nitpick. Here we go. This is it. My first nitpick here. Uh, maybe. Uh, and the nitpick is that <laughs> he hits his head on the top of the cave, and he like goes ow, like. <sighs> yeah. Come on, like, or it's like he's just been, he's just been getting lit up with yeah. like uh, 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 air air uh, a a a helicopter with a chain gun was just uh, you know on top of him. No, yeah. no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite stance here for a second um, and say that because he was like in the middle of hulking out during that scene, all the adrenaline's coursing through him. Maybe he doesn't feel as much. And he's just overcome by anger. But now in this cave scene, he's like calmed down a little bit and he reverts to like this childlike state of being. And so like any little thing, you can see him like get scared by the lightning too. And it's just like all these, all these uh, sensory inputs are too much for him now that he's not hulked out. I mean, he's still hulked out, but he's not like mad angry. With your point, I, I get that, but I think that he wasn't scared. He got hurt. Now, if he had hit his head and been like, "Whoa, what? Like, what was that?" and he like is turning around trying to find who's hitting him, that's one thing. But he like held his head as if like he hurt himself when he hit the rocks on the top of the cave. Um, so to your point, though, he is calming down. They go through a nighttime scene here, and then we get them. Uh, 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 Bruce is be uh, brought back by Betty to a hotel room. Uh, he has more of his PTSD in the shower, uh, callbacks to fights on the school field, uh, and then we get the purple pants. Uh, and the purple <laughs> pants. The purple pants. <laughs> the purple Another pants. moment in that movie where I'm just like, I fucking get it. I it, it's a it's a movie with the Hulk. I get it. It's like, not stop. for you. It's not for You're you. You're right. Though. Oh, absolutely. It is not for me because I didn't enjoy it at all. Okay. Well, I, I, there are going to be a lot of these types of moments throughout the entire MCU, which is like little one to five second moments that are little callbacks, if you know uh, anything more about the Hulk than what you had watched within this movie. Right. So, uh, and this is mm-hmm. across future movies as well that they do things like this. And, you know, look. These types of moments may not be for you, but they're not 
storylines. They're not integral to the story, right? So, they, you know, we see them and we move past them. Yeah, or at least we try to move past them. Yeah, well, what we do get to see next is gas is only $2.92. Jeez, I wish, I wish I was living in what that world. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, uh, we get yeah. this, we get this, we get this scene like after that that I really enjoyed. Um, where uh, 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 Liv is kind of like talking to Banner and she's like, you know, what's it, what's it like when you turn into the Hulk? And he's just like, it's like random flashes, like I'm there, but I'm, you know, and he's kind of like explaining the entire thing. And she's like, maybe, maybe you're in there. And he's like, no, no, that's not me in there. And then the example that she uses is she's like, well, when we were in the cave, I thought that like, maybe I saw a little bit of, of Bruce in there. And he's like, no, I am not, I am not that thing. But it's like, why wouldn't she bring up the time that he like saved her from getting torn apart by the gunship? Like it's weird that that happened and then it just never gets talked about again ever. And her like pitch to try to convince Banner that perhaps like there is still a little bit of Bruce inside of the Hulk is this like random one-off cave thing. It's just not a very convincing argument when like the most convincing thing conceivable just happened and that's that like uh even in hulk form he put himself immediately in harm's way to save her life and no one ever talks about it again Liv never talks about it again general ross never talks about it again it's never brought up to banner it's just this like random fucking thing that's like just for the audience or whatever and then like you know at which because if she had said that to him, maybe he would have been like, oh, I didn't realize I had done that. But he ends the movie never realizing that he had done that because it's like, you know, instead of trying to convince him with that, she's just like, well, we were in this cave and I thought that like your eyes seemed like they were Bru Bruce's eyes. <laughs> and he's like, shut up with the, f you know, which I would say too. Uh, so they get finally to the school and they meet Mr. Blue for the first time, which is Sam Stearns. Uh, there's some buildup here for his story that never gets kind of seen again. But what we essentially see is talks of them trying to uh, now cure Bruce from this ailment of gamma radiation that turns him into Hulk. Uh, and there's also talk kind of uh, in this moment about controlling it instead of getting rid of it which kind of leads to again the future of uh just even hulk stories in general uh even in the comics of uh a more controlled version of bruce banner and the hulk where they can kind of uh either slip between the two more easily or become one in the same uh one thing that i kind of again this is like they go through it he turns into hulk they quote unquote, cure him. And then the army shows up and, and all this happens. And somehow uh, Blonsky and the major are left behind with this scientist to, I guess, question him. Uh, that part wasn't super clear as to why they were left behind and why they didn't just take the scientist with them and bring him in as a prisoner for helping out the Hulk. That part I was a little bit confused by. Um, but this is where we now see that Blonsky wants to be more than what he has been so far, which is just a uh, 
semi-super soldier with a spine that is turning into rock. I I I don't really have opinions on this at at this point. I just wanted them to. I just wanted them both to Hulk out, get the fight over with. I didn't need all this like, oh, inner conflict. Should I get rid of the Hulk? Should I keep the Hulk? Well, there was um, no conflict from Bruce's side. Bruce was like, no, not, there's not no. from Bruce. Yeah. yeah, but but the whole like Betty trying to figure out if there's a way to keep both of yeah. them was kind of like a time waster. From I don't know, from my perspective. Sure. Yeah. Well. After they capture Sam Stearns, uh, and now uh, uh, Blonsky kills the Major, just like, hey, you're dead, that's it. Now he goes to this Sam Stearns and wants to become just like the Hulk. He wants to, you know, get whatever boosting effects that he can to become just like that. And this is, again, one of those, like, moments that I'm going to go, ugh, where he says, are you sure you want to do that? It could be an abomination. <laughs> and it's like, what? Oh, God. okay, yo. So a thing kind of happens in here, and I didn't understand it. I, I, I admittedly, completely, this went super over my head. I was wondering if one of you guys had like a, a, a I don't know, a, an explanation for this. Is that like, so once the dude turns into the abomination, right? He's like, yo, check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm the abomination now. He hits the guy in the head who was like making the serum and the guy falls onto the ground and then his yeah. head blows up and begins bubbling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that'll probably be something. And yeah. then it never happens again. And no one ever talks about it. And I was very confused as to why we as the audience needed to see that. So this was a tease of a Marvel villain called the leader. Uh, this is a pretty big Marvel villain in the world of the Hulk in general. And so this is supposed to tease kind of the next steps if Hulk were ever to get a sequel. But <coughs> Kevin Feige also acknowledged the fact that they know that that storyline is still lingering. Uh, and that they know that they left this idea of the leader being part of the MCU and still not doing any with anything with it. And that was... As early, or as late as uh, 2017 that Kevin Feige acknowledged that. And remember, this one came out in 2008. So this was supposed to be a tease into another villain. Now, we do have a, a TV show coming out here in the next couple of months called She-Hulk, uh, which goes over... Uh, it has Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, and also, uh, I guess in this show, it's going to be his cousin, Jennifer Walters, who will become She-Hulk. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Uh, that could be another moment where we see the revival. It's funny, out of this movie, General Ross and then uh, uh, the Abomination, Blonsky, are actually two characters that show up multiple times throughout the MCU. This is not the last time we're going to see either of those two characters, which is kind of interesting that they're coming out of this Incredible Hulk movie and then make multiple appearances, and not small ones. Uh, we're going to see Abomination in Shang-Chi, we're going to see Abomination in She-Hulk. Uh, that's already been in the trailers, and it's played by the same actor throughout the whole thing. So it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. how many, uh, uh, just to give even those two characters a consistent role in future movies. But anyways, to wrap up, your question for that character is, they are supposed to be the villain called The Leader, which they get a giant Got it. super head with a super brain. Okay, word. <laughs> that, Sick. I mean... 
I don't care, I guess. Okay. Now after he, but I'm happy you told me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so, so we get out into the streets now, and the abomination is out on the streets. Now, this is at the start of the movie during our favorite credit scene. They show Stark Industries logos. Clearly, this is linked to Iron Man. We also know at the end of the movie we're going to see uh, Tony Stark. I think the problem for me with a lot of superhero movies in general, and this is one thing I'll say... I guess not bad, but maybe not in a positive light about superhero movies, is where are all the other heroes when this is happening? Like the Abomination is destroying buildings and streets and the army has shown up and they're in New York where Tony is. Like, I, I how are they not, you know, how is Iron Man not showing up to help out in this instance? Kind of. Yeah is one thing for me in a lot of superhero movies that always throws me off. Um, but now is the time where we get the the, the abomination reveal and we're going to see Bruce try to fall out of the helicopter to see if he turns into the Hulk. God, that was so stupid. That was that. so dumb, dude. Like, what a fucking <laughs> dumb scene. Like they're not gonna kill him. Like it. Like like it's this. It's this moment where they're like trying to be tense. But it just doesn't work because he's like in the helicopter and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump out of the helicopter. And then Liv Taylor is like, but, 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 but what if you, but what if you don't turn into the Hulk? And he's like, it's just something I have to do. And then he like jumps out and he's like not turning into the Hulk. And then he like hits the ground. And it's this thing where it's like, there's no tension that what are they gonna do? Like, is the movie gonna end with Edward Norton committing suicide out of a helicopter? And then the, like, I mean, you know that the Hulk survives, right? Like, you know, so, like, so it, so it, like, he either turns into the Hulk or they introduce another character to be the Hulk that has been unbeknownst to the audience this entire time. Like, like, they're, like, they're, there's no tension. It was just a dumb scene. Uh, I like the, uh, yeah. I like the alternate universe where he just doesn't turn into the Hulk and then dies there. And then Dude, the abomination yeah. takes over New York city. And Me then Iron too. Man has to come in and fly in and clean up the mess afterwards. And then there's just no Hulk for the rest of the MCU. Would I you... wish we lived in that universe. This movie would have been so fucking funny if Edward Norton jumped out of the helicopter, hit the ground, died, and then the died. credits rolled. That would be <laughs> that, my favorite movie. That would be like, amazing. Like, fuck Marvel movies. I would be like, that movie was incredible. Would you be shocked to know that this is not the first time that Bruce Banner jumps out of a flying vehicle to try to turn into the Hulk before he hits the ground. What do you mean the first time? Because this is the first time. Oh, sorry, this sorry, this, it's not the yeah, only time. This isn't the time, only time. I mean, this right, exact yeah. scene like this, where he jumps out of a flying vehicle, isn't sure he's going to turn into the Hulk, and goes down to land, also happens in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah of they course do a little callbacks. <laughs> um, which is, I think, handled much better in Thor Ragnarok, which we'll see in a, a, obviously a future movie. Assuming we make it that far, that's uh, Phase Three. So that's that's, that's a long a, time. A long time. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, so uh, the fight happens. Uh, one of the interesting things that actually brought back some memories for me was the Hulk clap that he does to put out that fire right <laughs> now Dude, that was insane okay so that I, was insane i don't know if you had done this much back in the day but back when gta 4 came out the modding community on pc was really big there were like back to the future mods and there were uh, uh superhero mods and one of them was a i feel like i remember playing a 
Hulk mod, and one of the moves in this GTA Hulk mod was the clap, which you could essentially like throw back all the cars in the area by doing this uh, one move within this GTA Four mod. I don't know what That's it was dope. about this moment in this movie, but it remember it made me remember playing that GTA GTA Four mod on PC. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I kind of thought like this whole scene. I don't know. I just, I mean. I just thought it was cheesy, dude. Like, honestly, like, I thought the clap was fucking cheesy. Like, I thought that you finally get the moment, which sort of speaks to a complaint I've had the entire time where it's this like, it's the Hulk. Where, you know, he he finally says the iconic line where he's like, Hulk, smash! And it's like, it just doesn't matter. Like, thank you very much. Like, it's this, it's where like, you know, if it, it like if it had been this thing where like it had been set up before the Bruce Banner was just like, you know, but I don't want to be the Hulk because the Hulk smashes or it's like if it had been like a callback to like show that like Bruce was still in there somewhere or if it had been like established at any point that, you know, like this line was important and you weren't sure if he was going to say it and then he kind of does, I'd be like, okay, word. But it's like, it's just this like weird fan service moment that like doesn't do anything for the stuff. Like it's like him saying Hulk smash doesn't like prove anything. It's just like they fucking threw it in there because it's the Hulk. And of course he has to say it at some point. Sure. I don't necessarily disagree, uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But I will say one thing uh, was him saying Betty made me want to turn the movie off at that moment. I was like, he really didn't need to say her name. Like, it just, that was so unnecessary. And it made me sad that it existed in this moment because I knew this is not something we're going to glance over. This is such a... A, a terrible mistake to make him say Betty as the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's this like heartstring pole kind of moment that's also like reinforcing something that doesn't need to be reinforced because it's already been reinforced throughout the entirety of the movie. So why even? So it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not like a big like turning moment. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like the culmination of him being Bruce Banner as the whole comes up to this moment where now it's sort of proven, but it's like, it's, 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 it's already been proven constantly. Yeah. Like this doesn't do anything to the story. Yeah. No, I, I won't. I'm not going to argue that fact at all. Um, and you know, it does also like sort of, so he finally kind of gets the abomination, right. And he has, um, you know, they do this whole fight scene. He has him in these chains and this is like maybe one of my least favorite tropes in so many of these movies is he like wraps the chain around the abomination's neck and he has both sides of the chain and he's pulling cause he's going to end it. Cause he's going to rip the abomination's head off. And then Liv Taylor's like, no, stop, you know, because it's like, if you kill him, then you are a monster, Hulk. And it's just like, dude, just like, let these people get decapitated. Like, what the fuck is this like weird world that we live in where it's like, no one can kill anyone unless it's like a terrorist. That's the one thing I have against like 
most Batman stories too is yeah. that like if you just killed the Joker, he would never get out of Arkham Asylum and then wreak havoc again later totally. after he escapes for the fifteenth time. I wonder if all of these families living in New York City, uh, who will go on to die because the abomination was not killed in this moment, would rest content in the fact that their child is dead because, uh, you know, some motherfucker stopped the Hulk from decapitating him ten years ago. Well, you guys should both watch the movie Injustice, uh, which goes over what happens when Superman uh, decides to kill off villains like the Joker and others. Uh, but until you go and watch that, uh, we wrap up this movie here with two interesting kind of things, in my opinion. Uh, one is we get this kind of uh, Spider-Man ending to this film with the Hulk, where at the end of most Spider-Man movies, you get this swinging moment through the city, right? Where right. Peter is swinging through the city and it's like these cool acrobatics and it ends with him like going face first into the camera and kind of, you know, like just like in a... No Way Home most recently. Uh, but what right. I actually then think everybody is... makes the soy face and stands up and claps. Exactly, yes. And in this moment, we kind of actually see that with the Hulk, where he's like parkouring from building to building and running off walls and leaving the scene. I thought that was a pretty cool moment. I like kind of seeing the way that the Hulk traverses through this city like that. Uh, so I thought that that was a cool little scene. And then, uh, we finally see uh, the man himself, the thing that's going to link this movie to uh, Iron Man and future movies is uh, Tony Stark shows up while General Ross mm. is reloading his beverages of alcohol. Uh, just again, really on the nose for him to say reload every time he wanted to refill on his drink. Um, and so Tony uh, <laughs> appears and, and says he's putting together a team. Uh, and I guess now he has been fully recruited by... Uh, director Fury uh, into the Avengers initiative for S.H.I.E.L.D. General Ross should have just looked at him and then said, intriguing. And then that should have been the final word of the entire movie. But yeah. I'm, I'm really sad that they missed that, that, that opportunity. <laughs> well, at least now uh, we know for sure that the Avengers are on their way. Uh, and that wraps up episode two of uh cape shit which is the incredible hulk 2008 that was the so, incredible hulk final final out of 10 ratings from everybody christian maybe you go first uh fucking like one like i wanted to kill really? myself the one. entire time I really was one dude yeah like uh unironically this was not bad enough to be funny, but not good enough to be enjoyable. So it was just boring. I just sat there and was just so like, it felt like a chore. Like I also could have been folding laundry and I would have had just as good of a time. Probably would have had a better time if I was folding laundry because I would be listening to a podcast I liked. So at least I'd have something to entertain me. So just to be clear, this is the worst if not one of the worst movies you've ever seen in your life correct this is not not the worst if one has to be the worst i will bump this up to a two if that makes it more palatable for you but this is one of the worst movies i have ever seen in my life yes unironically this isn't a bit for a podcast or whatever i'm saying me christian the guy this is truly one of the worst movies i have ever seen ah man i i, I can't <laughs> relate to that i don't i don't understand it uh but that's fine that's why we're here doing this uh 
for me, I would put this closer to like a five, five. and a half, maybe. Like a five. Five, I five and a like half five. out of it was ten. Okay. Meaning yeah, it was a movie that had a <laughs> fine story start and beginning, a lot of Hulk action fights, which I liked a lot, links to future movies, uh, and it was uh, overall fine. Uh, I didn't think that it was a terrible movie because the acting wasn't That's terrible. That's insane to me. Like, that there were moments that, that, that could have been cut to make the f movie flow better. But it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. That's just that is crazy. insane that you're like a walking, talking, thinking, sentient, breathing <laughs> creature with cognitive functions, and you don't think this is one of the worst movies. But you know what? I'll give it to you. Even with it being one of the lowest grossing Marvel movies of the entire MCU, it still made like almost $300 million, by the way. Uh, yeah, but like yeah, money but that doesn't has nothing mean to do anything. with how there good are it movies is. that come out that make sixty million dollars, fifty, twenty million dollars. I mean, you still at some point people are going to watch it just because it's Hulk, but at also some point people right. are watching it because they're enjoying it, right? I'm just saying mm. this definitively is not the worst movie ever made. I mean, it's just right. no, not the worst yeah. movie. Ever I don't made. think it's the worst movie ever made. It's but just I think one of that, them. Like, yeah, sure. And I think that, like, you know, if you're like a knuckle-dragging troglodyte, and you're uh, like, oh, bro, okay. I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw the Hulk this weekend. You gotta go see Like, yeah, I'm sure those people exist, but I don't respect them. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, John, your, your, your final rating? Uh, my rating would probably, you know, in classic fashion, it's going to be somewhere between both of your ratings. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. And that's... That's just because there were some moments that I thought were good, and most of the moments were not from Bruce Banner's per, uh, perspective or storyline or anything. It's just like some of the Hulk action scenes were cool, and that's about it. There was no like, there was no compelling character arc through the entire thing there was no cool villain the villain was basically cut and dry i'm a bad guy who got strong and now wants to kill everything and the the love the romantic interest was not compelling they gave somehow edward norton and Liv tyler gave like the worst and flattest performances of their entire careers Dude, and they're such good at actors. the same time and they're yeah. such good actors and they right. both managed to give like these terrible performances in the same movie while yeah. phil dumphy watches them from like his suburban step porch or whatever i don't know yeah. it was yeah. there was nothing to say about this movie that was like done well or even average it was pretty bad throughout the entire thing well there it is uh yeah i think i think i think to i think to take us out a thing that we did uh last time that i kind of enjoyed i would like to end the podcast uh on this note is that uh perhaps uh uh indy you say uh one thing that you hated about this movie i'll say one thing i loved about this movie and then you know what and no steeped in irony post-ironic how sure. it fit like that like the this movie like if there's something you just really didn't like i'll give you something i really did like and i won't even be cheeky about it and then we can end out on that well uh i mean i guess what i didn't like i don't know i can't really pick just the scene but i think that there are multiple scenes within the course of this movie that were unneeded extra filler 
that were things like the moment where they step out of the house and she says, is everything okay? And he says, I think so, right? Or uh, it could be an abomination, right? Like in these little moments that treated the uh, uh, the viewer as if they're four. Uh, this also happened in a movie called Old by uh, M. Night Shyamalan, right? Where at the start of the movie, he says the word or people in the movie say the word time or refer to time about 38 times within the course of the first five minutes of the movie as if you're not clear that this entire movie is going to be about time. Uh, It's the same kind of thing they did here, which is just a lot of extra moments and scenes where if they removed all of it, they probably could have shortened it by 10 minutes and made this movie flow better. Yeah, I'll say if there's one thing I really liked about this movie, I thought that they could have gone in the direction with Abomination of making him like another Hulk kind of thing. I thought it was cool that instead he's almost sort of like a horror movie uh, thing. Like Mm. the tone definitely shifts when he's around. Like he's less sort of like super and grandiose as much as he is like you know this just this horrifying like you know horror movie monster like he kind he kind of reminded me of nemesis from resident evil and i thought it was a cool take on that character because you know while hulk is at his core sort of goofy and like light i mean you know he possesses all this power and he's you know scary in his own right because of that but Abomination, they like truly just made like a horror movie monster, and I thought that that was cool. I liked the scenes with Abomination. If there's anything I liked about this movie, it was towards the end when Abomination like goes full Abomination, and he's like trying to be scary. I thought that was cool. I liked that. Cool. Any final thoughts from you, John? So my final thoughts on the movie is uh, as we've listen to both of you talk about it it seems very hard to defend this movie as a decent movie even giving it an okay 5.5 out of 10 is very generous um sorry to all the hulk lovers out there you monster fuckers uh yeah i'm gonna go back and play world of warcraft classic thanks for watching or listening all right thanks everybody see See you next time bye bye See ya.